everybody. Welcome back to the Covenant Eyes podcast. We are so glad to have you joining us today. I am Karen Potter, one of the hosts, and I'm also joined by Brandon Clark. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Karen. How's it going today? I am super excited about today's show. We are going to be talking about a lot of really good work that's happening, um, as well as some tough topics. So like yeah. always, we go right at it and we just really bring the, you bring it to the front lines of the battle that we're all on, uh, you know, going after pornography and sex trafficking and all of the darkness that's happening in our world. Yet there is hope and Jesus is that hope to the world. So Amen. we do want to remind people that despite the darkness, there is light and there is hope. So yeah. with that, Brandon, do you want to introduce today's guest? Yeah, so we're pleased to welcome Dr. Marcel Vanderwatt, who's the director of the Research Institute at the National Center on Sexual Exploitation in Washington, D.C., also Nicosi. We have a beautiful relationship with them and have had several guests on, actually, Karen, on the podcast to talk about different areas. And so we're very excited to welcome Dr. Marcel on to talk about an interesting topic. It's not one that we have talked about much, but it's one that I think we're going to have to start talking more about as technology continues to advance. And that's artificial intelligence and the problems that it presents with sexual exploitation. Now, there are some good things. We'll be sure to talk about that. We're not just going to rag on artificial intelligence, but we do want to bring to light the challenges that we face and how we're working to overcome them. So, Dr. Marcel, thanks so much for being on with us today. Thank you, Brandon and, and Karen, and also uh, to your listeners. Let's start with a little bit of your story, because we were talking before we started recording here about God giving us a calling and carrying that out. And you have received a calling to work in law enforcement previously, but now continuing to work in areas of human trafficking, sex trafficking. And I'm curious to know how God led you here. How did you know that this is where God was calling you to be? Yeah. Thanks for that great question, Brandon. So I've, I've joined Nkozi in uh, June, 2021, but before that, uh, Karen, believe it or not, we actually spent about 10 months in Michigan and very familiar with the Michigan weather. Uh, but we arrived here um, in uh, August 2020. And uh, my background in South Africa um, is law enforcement. The first time I stumbled across all things the sex trade was as a frontline law enforcement officer back in uh, uh, June 2002. So this year is effectively... Uh, you know, 21 years working with all things, uh, you know, the sex trade, sexual exploitation, eventually stumbling across a, a missing minor who has been sex trafficked. And that kind of opened up a national a case back in South Africa in 2008. It was kind of covered all over the media. And, you know, one thing just led to the next, um, you know, providing expert court testimony in court cases. I eventually joined the university, more in the research. And then part of, you know, whilst doing research, doing work with the police, some investigation. So a, a fascinating history and background. But I totally agree with you. You know, you can't script this. Um, you know, this is divine and in all glory to him. And uh, here we are today working with the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, kind of focusing on all things sexual exploitation. And you can't see these things as if they exist in their own private universes. They all intersperse and they overlap. So we're going to be talking about AI and deep fakes and all the rest. And, you know, it's weird because I, I read a lot of articles about that. And, you know, from what I read, 
there's really just two sides of the issue. There's people that think, oh, this is going to be great. You know, we can use AI for all sorts of good things. And then there are people that just see doomsday and the end of, you know, civilization as we know it. Can you talk to us a little bit about really how to have a good perspective on these technologies? And then also how is, how are are people in the sex trade being abused and victims, uh, you know, through AI and through deep fakes, obviously? Yeah, well, I think I, I think just for for the listeners out there, maybe, maybe it's just good to start off with you know what is artificial intelligence, right? I mean, we know that conversations around artificial intelligence, maybe not exactly that word, started back in the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, around issues of robotics. And the notion or the idea of autonomous and adaptive uh, agents and, and and computer programs. Um, so essentially, today there's no widely used, agreed upon definition of artificial intelligence, but it basically comes down to a computer science and its subsets of artificial intelligence, machine learning. And it's all about, uh, you know, uh, you using these tools uh, to create solutions to to problems. And um, and today we have, uh, you know, um, you know, artificial intelligence that can act uh, autonomously, can adapt. So, you know, what we are seeing out there is um, tools, AI tools like what is all over the media in the last three weeks, like Chat GPT, and it's just almost not being replaced. But you've got now Auto Chat GPT, and these are incredibly, incredibly uh, sophisticated uh, computer um, models um, that are able to, um, you know, work its way through enormous, enormous uh, data sets. And kind of crystallize content, you know, links between words literally can generate uh, um, content like an essay in a in a in a, a matter of seconds, really. And um, you know, it's it's it has a dizzying effect on society because uh, nobody really knew this is going to come down on us so quickly. So there's really no guardrails in place to manage this incredible, incredible power, powerful technology. So everybody's pretty much in a state of flux, almost like flying the plane whilst uh, um, building it, you know? So lots happening at the moment. Let's talk about the good side of things. I'm sure in your experience with law enforcement and battling against sex trafficking, you're starting to use artificial intelligence, maybe augmented intelligence, which is the combination of the two uh, with with human intelligence to gain ground on these sex traffickers and human trafficking. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. And such it's, it's so important, you know, to also have an even handed kind of assessment of what is going on. There's a lot of unknowns, you know, that, as they say, we all have blind spots and we always know when we don't know. So, again, it's, it's, it's in this process of awareness and learning. But I mean, essentially, when we talk about sex trafficking and its overlap with uh, prostitution systems, generally the police did reverse things, right? If we think about consumer level demand that fuels this industry, whether it's pornography, sex trafficking, police generally relied on reverse things where they would have undercover cops that kind of uh, strolls, uh, you know, on, on, on the curbsides. And you would then have men that would uh, solicit and um, they would be arrested. 
But essentially, from a human resource perspective, you could have a shift of 12 hours. It would require at least six to eight police officials that were able to effect maybe 10, maximum 15 arrests in an entire night. And embedded in an operation like that, you know, you would have tons of risks uh, to those undercover oper- uh, undercover agents. So now what we are seeing now in this recent, pa- a recent paper that we published, artificial intelligence is currently being used here in the United States by at least three incredible organizations. And effectively what they are doing is that uh, it is an artificial intelligence chatbot. One of them, uh, you know, their name is actually Gracie. Now, Gracie has 112 different personalities, teen personalities, right? And Gracie scrolls the internet and is uh, nudged or responds to people who tries to purchase uh, sex. Um, from victims of trafficking, sometimes by unassuming um, or by, by men, you know, uh, trying to purchase, and, um, and 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 Gracie sends out deterrence messages, you know, and reaches tenfolds the number of men with good conversations and deterrence messages. Uh, it, it just entirely, you know, human efforts pale against what these artificial uh, intelligence technologies are able to do in terms of reach. And scalability, so it's already being used in a in a pr- prolific way online to stop uh, consumer level demand for um, that foster sex trafficking. Yeah. Wow, that's Amazing. incredible. You know, the thing is, is that at Covenant Eyes, we actually when when we went to screen accountability, we started using artificial intelligence as well to help us capture screen images and you know um, point out pornography when when it when it shows up on the screens. And I think what really, I mean, it, exponentially, it's, you know, looking at thousands and thousands of images that we could never do in mm. any other capacity. And so I, there are positive uses for artificial intelligence, and it does help us do our job better. Not to mention, um, you know, we always had a team of people that would literally have to review images that would be, you know, questionable. And we, you know, and the trauma that that was causing, you know, that's hard on people to have to actually physically review images. But now we've trained an AI to be able to identify things much better and more precisely um, and identify those on the reporting. So I think that's great. I think that's another great use of AI. And I love how you point out how uh, it's really helping our law enforcement do their job better and more efficiently and catch child predators online and other people that are looking to traffic humans. So that's yeah. great use. Let's now roll into maybe some of the dark side uses of AI, because we know that that also exists. Can you talk to us a little bit about how, you know, um, it's being used in, in sex trafficking and human trafficking across the globe? Yeah. So the first thing is, you know, we are only now really beginning to see, I mean, if you think about issues like deep fake pornography, right, which which came to the, uh, you know, I think over the last decade, there was a, a, a consistent growth in reports of deep fake pornography where images and videos are repurposed or digitally altered, uh, where a unassuming person's face uh could now be used to be superimposed or or imbued into uh, into pornographic material. Artificial intelligence is all part of that. 
So, so far, what Ducosi is now doing, we've now started to monitor reports and case studies to actually document cases where we could make inferences related to the overlap with sex trafficking, etc. So what we found so far when we're talking about artificial intelligence is that there is enormous risks where we it's almost inevitable that you will see these cases uh, coming in. You know, we recently we did the press release on uh, uh, on on um, you know the my AI artificial intelligence model that's now being used by Snap, where uh, a journalist basically prompted my AI uh, as a 15 year old, and the AI started you know sexual explicit conversations with a uh, with the supposed child. Um, and and even um, you know guiding the child in terms of you know how do you obfuscate this relationship with a 31 year old? So it's wow. not like there is tons of actual cases, case examples of sex trafficking or rape induced. Uh, 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 case studies where artificial intelligence had a direct nexus with. There's a lot of anecdotal stuff that is out there. And, and we also need to understand, you know, this technology has developed in, in immensely over the last couple of weeks, really. And we also know when we're talking about sexual crimes that, you know, disclosure is a process, much of this is not being reported. So what we are seeing as an organization, there is incredible risks of this un, uh, you know, unfettered AI race. And, and clearly how these models are trained is problematic. So it's basically a matter of time before we will. It's inevitable unfortunately, that we will see more reports coming to the fore that's being reported um, as fact. We recently had the case in March of the married guy that committed suicide. Uh, that's a case study that's really out there based on an interaction with artificial intelligence chatbot. So a lot of risks on the horizon. That's why we call for this, uh, you know, this, this pause on this unfettered uh, AI race. It seems like a cart before the horse sort of scenario. And I say that because if we look at social media, right, the companies who developed the social media platforms, they had no idea the impacts that it would have on our children that we're seeing today. Mm. And there seems to be a similar thing going on here where they have no idea the impacts that it's going to have on sexual exploitation of our children. And yet they continue to move forward and they continue to not think about those impacts, which to me is a problem. I, I would think like if you were developing something, and of course you, you have to be a, a good person and wanting good results with your technology. And I understand there's bad people out there who want bad results. Mm -hmm. But if you are on the up and up, it would make sense that you would try to figure out what are the possible downfalls of this technology as you are developing it so that you can provide warnings so that you can try to work against it, wouldn't you? Absolutely. And I mean, two points on that brand. I mean, if you're hitting the, the, the nail on the head, the first thing is you don't just let a powerful technology like this into the wild. I mean, you've got experts commenting and saying, man, stuff like chat, GBT, et cetera, first put it in what they call proverbially speaking, a sandbox, right? Where you throw this air out and you test it and there's some quality assurance uh, and not allow it to follow what 
they call in AI Lang is kind of the neural network approach. And the, 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 at the essence of that is, you know, the AI learns like a baby, you know, like the baby would get up and, 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 and walk, walk three steps, fall, cry, get up again, learn from that mistakes, walk five steps, knock the, its head against the table, cry, get up, take another path around the table. And that's kind of what this notion is. Well, let's just get it out there and let's see how it learns and self-corrects. Now, that is naive. If you want to compare and use the example of a baby, that's still pretty much in a sandbox environment in a house. That baby's not training and going out on a highway where trucks and cars are moving. And this is effectively what these, these developers are doing is sending this out, knowing that there's a lot of harmful content, pornography, harmful speech, etc., where this artificial intelligence is now being released and through natural language processing, etc., is learning on all of this content and kind of, uh, you know, creating a personality and responding to prompts by an unassuming user that may be 10 years old. I mean, that is a, you know, that's a recipe for incredible, incredible harm. And the last point is, these are not unreasonable. These are unreasonable people. I mean, these are reasonable persons, right? That's got judgment, supposedly so, is creating this stuff, you know, so they ought to know better. And effectively what they are doing is uh, reconciling themselves with inevitable harm. And that's just simply, there's no excuse for that. It's interesting because, I mean, there's no ethical foundation to the creation of these AI units. I know like with our company, as we developed our AI, a ton of thoughtful consideration to the ethics that we're going to be behind that because True. the creator of AI can shape, shape kind of, they can nudge the direction. And, you know, you can see that in some of these AIs that there is a worldview that is being shaped by this AI, whether mm -hmm. it's a reflection of society or its creator. I'm not really sure. I, I'm not smart enough to know that, but Certainly, there is some danger there. And you would think with access to, you know, hundreds and thousands of years of human, you know, dynamics and research and sociology, knowing that humans are always going to kind of push the edges and we are, you know, we're sinful creatures. And so if the AI yeah. is learning from us and from its interactions and it's, you know, the data sets that are out there, it's going to be shaped by that. And we don't have any guardrails. <laughs> it just oh. seems like a, a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, and I mean, there's, you know, uh, Karen, to your point, there's an existing global corpus, right, of principles for ethical AI use. It's there. It's been documented. People have been writing about ethics and AI for years already. I mean, those include transparency, you know, uh, justice and fairness, non-maleficence, responsibility and privacy. And it's almost like these 10x developers, you know, top of the range in, in, in what they do, uh, you know, you, you, it begs the question, are they just simply ignoring this? There's nowhere that they don't know about this. And at the end of the day, we need to ask who is bearing the brunt of this technology, right? We're talking about children. We're talking about you know, uh, incredible harm. We already know the harm that pornography, uh, you know, um, the effect and the residue that it ha that has on mental well-being and development, etc. So you're right. I think there's an entire disregard here for 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 ethics, and it's it's totally totally irresponsible the trajectory that many of these developers and companies are are on at the moment. 
So if I'm sitting listening to this conversation that we're having, and we're talking about the idea and the challenges that come with artificial intelligence, what can I, as an average person, do to help fight against this or bring awareness to the problems? Yeah. Well, you guys are really doing what you're doing best. It's kind of demystifying this, right? I think that's the first thing is AI is here to stay. Technology is here to stay. I think all of us, parents, teachers, church leaders, politicians, has a responsibility to have a functional grasp of what AI is and what it is not. And I think that's where it starts is, is what is it? But also knowing that there are intuitive truths here. One of it is you cannot just develop a autonomous uh, kind of an adaptive, uh, uh, you know, agent and just let it loose. There's incredible from national security risks to terrorism and cybercrime. If, if people are concerned about those risks, shouldn't we at least consider if it's able to sophisticate on that level, how is it going to impact the household, the family, the child? So I think for parents is, is to get involved in the conversation, ask questions, you know, to local politicians and leaders. But also, you know, there is this incredible um, piece, uh, you know, a, a pause uh, letter, a call by future of life letter, where they call on a, on a, on a pause for, um, for AI experiments and for parents to say, but, you know, we refuse. We are not a social experiment and we want to make our voices heard to become active citizens and asking these questions um, and call for accountability, you know, because I do think uh, transparency in this issue has been traded for translucency and and that's unacceptable. Those are really good pieces of advice, I think, and good next steps for each of us to take. I think we do need to learn more and be knowledgeable to the best of our ability about these topics and then understand the risks and the, you know, the possible benefits to having this technology at our disposal. Um, in closing today, you know, how can people um, find your website or, or links to information that you would like to share with them? Um, is there one place that you'd like to point them today? Yeah, our website is endsexualexploitation.org. Um, um, you know, we are on, on Twitter as well. And um, yeah, thank you for Covenant Eyes and just your partnership over the years. Your, your work is phenomenal, you know, eternal value. So thank you for what you are doing. Please do share our, our, our paper with, with your um with your listeners, there's definitely some encouragement there in terms of what we can do with artificial yeah. intelligence. So, yeah, thank you to you and, and just the work that you do. If you had one big takeaway for today, Dr. Marcel, what would that be for our listeners? Active citizen, citizenry, right? I mean, it's never a hopeless situation, you know. Uh, there's a sleeping giant that needs to be woke, wake up, yeah, I believe. And, and I think parents and, and teachers, everybody is part of that sleeping giant. And, and once that giant wakes up, it is very formidable and, and people do listen. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the um, National Center on Sexual Exploitation, ACOSI, is a great, like, it, they just do such a great job about that, about awakening people. I think when you guys put out your dirty dozen list 
and you know make consumers aware of where they're spending dollars and things like that. I think you guys do a great job of helping to spur that, that activism that we all need because we have to be active. I mean, we care about these issues and we care about our families. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you so much for coming on. That's coming out next week. So please look oh, out. Good. The Dirty Dozen list is being released next week. So please tune in for that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for being on with us today, Dr. Marcel Vanderwatt. We really appreciate your time. And I, you know, I like to when when somebody talks about their calling and and how they were led here, I always like to just thank them. So thank you for thank answering you. God's call to serve in this very tough area, but it's so needed. So, you know, I, I just I really appreciate you having the courage and the strength to answering God's call to that. Awesome. Well. Thank you to you guys as well. You know, um, yeah, he gets in our boats, right? And and we we can't ignore him. And uh, so all glory to to Christ for that. So um, yeah, amen, amen. Karen, what's amen. your biggest takeaway for today's episode? Well, you know, I've got a lot to learn about AI. I know a lot of people have engaged with some of these AI things and I have not, I refused. And I, you know, I've kind of just been like, nah, I'd rather not. But it's unfortunately as you know, a mom and a future grandma, I need to understand those things better so that I can be active and be an activist to ensure that ethics are behind what we're building here, because there's a lot of danger on the horizon if we don't step in and ensure that people are doing the right thing. So that's kind of my takeaway is I, I have some work to do and uh, hopefully other listeners will will join me in that. How about you, Brandon? Yeah, I think it's certainly educating ourselves on this, especially as parents and knowing what our children could be exposed to in terms of artificial intelligence. But I also think just for our listeners is as much as we talked about the harmful things and some of the things that we just can't even see coming at this point that could be the problems there is hope because there are good people out there, good organizations like Covenant Eyes, like Nicosi and the research that they're doing, like law enforcement and trying to use it to trap predators so that they're not getting to our children, that they're, they're trapped with the technology first. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good things happening. So we need to keep that in mind as well and just keep a balanced approach, I think, mm-hmm. not just throwing the baby out with the bathwater because there are good things to it as long as it comes from an ethical foundation, um, a moral foundation that uh, we can use to really help the world, helping the world fight against the things that we've been talking about today. Mm-hmm. Karen? Well, with that, let's go ahead and wrap up today's episode. It was a good one. I know there's a lot more we can need to dive into. We'd love to have our guests back to discuss that in the future. But from everyone here at Covenant Eyes, we do want to thank you for taking just a little bit of time out of your day to learn and grow with us encourage you to share the podcast with everyone you know, and be sure to leave us a review. We appreciate and really love when we get feedback from our listeners. So please just take a minute and let us know how we're doing and how we can do better. And until next time, everybody, take care. God bless. We'll see you later.